It's the Rod and Cindy Podcast, starring Rod Lyman and Cindy Mooby. Welcome to the Rod and Cindy Podcast. My name is Rod Lyman. How are we doing tonight? Oh, is it a daytime? It is daytime, isn't it's it? It's morning. It's morning. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> so morning, isn't it? We're recording live at Everything Just Rocks in Tempe, Arizona. Quite a, quite a little trip here, wasn't it, to get here? Um, I have two beautiful guests, guests today. Um, to the left of me, right to the left of me, this crazy female, and she has this <laughs> long, dark, flowing hair and everything else. She's got a smile to, that just to die for and that. And she's got these quirky little faces that she makes a lot. And she's just fun. And, that, and it's completely involuntary. <laughs> completely <laughs> involuntary. And that, your name is? My name is Antoinette Hamburger. Part of the cosmic giggle. Uh, and say it again. Antoinette hamburger. It's kind of <laughs> like hamburger, but it's not because I'm a vegetarian. So, so it's, it's a little hamburger. Hamburger. You got yeah. it. Got, yeah. got it. All right. And, and you are a vegetarian. So yes. the last name does not uh, even mean anything to you, basically, does it? <laughs> it's a testament. It's a testament. It is. Yeah. And, and to the left of you, you have this beautiful young man. He's got these. Um, braided braids on both sides. He's got this beautiful dark hair. He's got an intense stare that he looks at you and it's just healing and loving and that. And your name is? I'm Beloved Laughter. Beloved Laughter. But my friends and family call me Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Hi, Beloved Laughter. We're both, Hello. aren't we? Yes. yes awesome. Absolutely. And thank you for having us. Oh, my gosh. It's awesome to have you. So we have to just say a little bit because everybody's tuned into the Rod and Cindy podcast. We're missing part of the Rod and Cindy. Yeah. Cindy is a, a beautiful part of this. Where is she? Cindy is in Maine right now. She is in Maine having a fun time in that she's, you know, the abbreviation of Maine is M-E for me. And that, so it's all about me right now. Right no, on. Nice. Not me, her. It's about time. It is, it is. Yeah. Because she, she started this program that uh, she's called Super Me. Oh. And, yeah, so now <laughs> she's in Maine, so she's super and in Maine. Super Me. It's the best time to be there right now. Uh, the summers on the East Coast are phenomenal. Really good. They are, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> What a great question. Um, that is a fantastic question. Uh, what are we doing here? So um, over the last week or so, there's been a lot of shifting that's been happening um, astronomically speaking. And um, I have, in a sense, allowed myself to float with the wind. Um, I was taken from Nevada by spirit and brought right back to Arizona didn't think that I'd be here for a while. And um, I am further stepping into a role to share a lot of teachings that I have absorbed uh, through higher planes over the last several years. And I think this is the way that I do that, or at least the way that I begin. Really? Yep. Higher planes. Whoa. <laughs> yep. Explain that. So, um, I believe, and now I could be totally wrong. Well, you could be. But I could be totally wrong. Not. I could be probably totally not. wrong. Um, that time is space, is sound, is frequency, and everything is moving. Um, because of certain belief systems that people hold, we look at a chair 
And we believe that that is chair because it's what we've been taught. It's the symbol that matches this language or this other symbol that we've learned. And um, I've had the opportunity to ascend from this plane for a short time, um, still in the same space, mind you, um, but just access uh, a vibration that is less commonly seen to the naked eye that we live among in this plane here. So um, this higher plane or these higher dimensions are very similar to where we are now. They just encompass a little bit more than what we feel organically or naturally or what we've been taught here on this level. Wow. That's pretty profound. Yeah. <laughs> Beloved Laughter, do you believe that uh, where she comes from, what she's talking about, it's the same aspect? Do you have that? Uh, absolutely. And in so many words, yes, absolutely. It's one of the things that uh, seem to be at the precipice of our meeting and our encounter in this realm, in this lifetime. And um, it's been quite clear in our journey ever since the moment we, we first laid eyes on each other that uh, we are cosmic beings that are eternal and that we're here to come together, uh, not only with each other, but with the community in general and contributing as much as we possibly can to the shift of consciousness, to the new paradigms of uh, new earth and spiritual and cultural evolution of the greater good of all, of the collective unconscious, as uh, Carl Jung would put it, or is the cosmic consciousness, as um, Antoinette and I often like to refer to it as. Wow. Wow. I, so is this like the new millennium upbringing, the new world? By that, This is the energy that doesn't work anymore the, of old. It's coming into the new. So this is the new idealism. Yeah, you know, um, that's a really powerful statement that you made, Rod. It, I believe it's been here the whole time. And um, there's a an invitation that's being extended to so many people that they're finally taking that invitation. They're RSVPing right now. Um, and it is kind of like this new... But, I mean, it's been here the whole time. Oh, it has. It's, it's totally yes. been here the whole time. Right. But it's just this invitation to say, it, yeah, that's totally safe. You can navigate this way. You can try that on for size and see if that shoe fits. Right. Well, okay, so in my era that uh, the Indigos, the Star Children, and everything else, they came in to bring in the new world, the new energy, and, and, and change, you know, and purification of awakening and everything else. I think this is what you guys are doing is bringing in yes. the next wave. Awesome. of idealism and it's it's like we hand you the keys now it's your guys's now it's your reign we taught you what we could now you take what you know and make it yours sure and but yet in the other in the different aspect is is that as you're making it yours you're creating something that people already have it within them but they don't know how to use it so it's self-attunement in a yeah. sense that uh, do you guys believe that, or do you think that's uh, crazy talk? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, as far as the mass awakening that some people may be aware of or perceiving, and others may not so much, that 
sometimes we can think of uh, with no negative connotations or judgments, but as sleepier people, that the golden age of Gaia is fully initiated. And we're activated in that movement. We're activated in that evolution in direct correlation with um, the intergalactic calendar and season of not only the golden age of Gaia, but the age of Aquarius, the new age movement that many of us may have even experienced back in the 90s is now really got momentum and spiritual mass that the clear path is being revealed. And so uh, we are embodying that and embracing that. Tour guides. It tour is, guides. I like that. Yeah. I like how you said that. It's tour guides. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I notice, I noticed that um, there's a lot of uh, leadership roles that people are taking on um, as we do progress into this golden age. And it's funny because I feel like I'm tapping into my inner Cindy rose golden age, rose golden <laughs> age at this point in time, that yin and the yang, the feminine, the masculine. Um, but as tour guides, I, I feel like it's so important to encourage others along with what feels good as to not define something or share with them what they should be feeling, how they can be feeling, but simply allowing what's in there to make a more seated path for growth. Um, that's the that's the compass. That yeah. is the uh, navigation system. It's. It's um, truth and love, and you can always count on that. That's a, that's a static thing. So right. if there's anything that is ever going to be um, omnip omnipresent or eternal, it's, it's truth and love. Right. Well, you brought up something about the age of Aquarius and, and the age of, of Guy and that. Um, what is the age of Aquarius? Didn't, didn't we already go through the age of Aquarius mm -hmm. in the 70s? <laughs> That's a great question. And I love that question. I love that concept. And the way that I would relate that is that we have um, a metaphysical cycle. We have a quantum physical cycle. And these cycles are just uh, intrinsic to nature. They're intrinsic to creation energy. They're intrinsic to consciousness. And so... What are we starting um, at the very end here? It being in the golden age, we're looking at the next 25,000 years that some people may cite as being started in December 21st of 2012 when we exited the astrological sign of Pisces as a planet, as a planetary microcosm of consciousness that we call Earth and physical manifest world Earth and also metaphysical manifest world Earth. But in leaving... 2012? Was it the end of the world as maybe been prophesized by many people and many cultures throughout time? Or was it the end of a 25,000 year cycle approximately and entering into a new cycle? So the age of Aquarius was highly anticipated and it was highly intuited, um, probably predicated by tapping into higher frequencies of beingness and higher states of consciousness throughout the counterculture revolution that we may have experienced in the psychedelic 60s, for lack of a better word. And so when we experienced the age of Aquarius in the 70s, it was just a massive enthusiasm and excitement for what was about to happen. And it is happening now. So it's like a pre-Aquarius? Is that what we're... <laughs> it was a pre-game. Pre-game. It's pre -game the party, party before the party. 
Right. Definitely the party before the party. I have to get used to this microphone and speaking directly <laughs> into it. I'm going to shift a little so closer the by. The microphone is your friend. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's pretty neat. Little hamburger over here. She was yeah. like talking to the wall. She's been talking to little <laughs> creatures that are walking around. She, she forgets there's a microphone there. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, with that shift that you're talking about with the earth, um, it even feels different. It feels like um, a lot of karmic debt or a lot of involvement maybe um, amongst what some people might know as the Galactic Federation um, contracts and um, certain policies have kind of fulfilled themselves or come to fulfillment. And um, again, coming back to what you were saying, Rod, um, with the crystals and the indigos coming in, it's... Um, it's like this creation energy where yes. it's just an open field. It's um, an open ball game. It's a blank plot and um, we can build, we can choose how we'd like that to be. And it seems like people are gravitating more um, in this age toward the right hemisphere of the brain versus the, yeah, versus the left hemisphere where we've built up in our minds this logic over the last 100, 200, 300 years where we're finding out all these things and we're inventing all of these things and we're figuring out how to use them. But we have more than we could ever need at this point. And Absolutely. sure, technology Absolutely. keeps like exponentially changing, but we have what we need right now. And I think this is the jumping off point. And right. so we're really starting to see utilization of feelings into the logic of the left brain. Oh, I love that. I don't know. I'm just going to ask you because you guys are a lot younger than I am. Is, do you realize or think that technology has slowed down in their progression? Like back when the computers came out, there was a new computer every six months, every three months, or something brand new that was coming out. And by the time you bought a computer or a phone and that, it was already outdated. Right. Perhaps it's being released on a slower funnel because it's apparent that we have a lot of things that we can use at this point in time. Um, I think there's a ton of technology that's out there that um, unless you're in certain circles, it's not available to you. It's been privatized and it's been hoarded throughout the ages, throughout different cultures and on different levels. And that is another one of the campaigns that um, as a collective, as a community, uh, as the age of Aquarius or whatever you want to call it, shifting into new earth, that's a big part of that campaign is uh, freeing all this available energy, all this available data that is in the cloud. We, we, we do have the tools, the resources. That is another one of the technologies that has been suppressed and kept from us that is now being released and embraced. And um, before, before the times that we're in now, like, relating it back to a more individual experience, to talk about some of the topics that are being disseminated now through the advances of streaming technology, through um, being able to have broadcasts such as this, uh, broadcasts such as, um, what do you call those things, like... Uh, Telephones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not contained by the major media corporations right. and conglomerates anymore. Right. So... All the information is accessible now to where... Social media is out there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we can share. And yep. we can share best practices. We can share hidden knowledge. We can share secret agendas that are no longer secret. And they shouldn't be secret. There, no. there truly is no such thing as privacy. It's all in the cloud. We all have the ability to tap into it. And some people may have felt in the past that it was inherent with this 
time, this timeline that is no longer, it's, it's being dissolved as we speak, that it was inherent for certain parties to keep that to themselves. And we're not going to do that anymore. No, you're absolutely right. It's so correct. I mean, uh, think of the day and age where I grew up at. Uh, we had no telephones. We had a party line, you know. Everybody shared the same <laughs> phone, you know. Right. Yes. You know, it's like, but by the time you got home, doing something that you weren't supposed to, your mom already knew. And there was no social media. <laughs> yes, absolutely. My mother knew exactly what I had done a mile down the road before I even got home. <laughs> Intuition mm-hmm. are nosy neighbors. Not sure. Right? <laughs> but, but you got to think about this is where we're coming is, is we're going to be using our intuition more often than we are going to be using electronics. Yeah, I, I truly believe because tr- electronics are turning into information only, not as in communication, because we're not communicating anymore. We're texting, we're sending emojis, we're, we're doing this stuff. We're, we're sending expressions. Exactly. And we're literally sending expressions. So um, when you take that communication away and you transfer it into expressions, I see this circling back into exactly what I've observed um, in feeling the lack of karmic debt to this planet. We're shifting out of that left brain and into the right brain. Um, we're sharing emotions. We're not having these conversations uh, with people over smartphones. And it's a good training tool, actually, um, because you can be up in the mountains in India and have an app downloaded on your phone where in real time you can speak to someone 12 hours away instantly. You can think of that person and get in touch with them. And how cool would that be to invite others into the awareness that not only is it possible, I do this on a daily basis where I will think of someone and have them reach out to me because I'm too lazy to pick up my phone and call them because <laughs> I can't find my phone and I need somebody to call it so I can find it. And I said, oh, great. I'm so happy you called. I needed to find my phone. I was thinking about you a few hours ago. And they're tapping into that non-local communication where we're moving from a phase one society where we can't get in touch anywhere to a phase zero society where we can get in touch anywhere at any time. But right now we're under the illusion that it's the devices that help us do this. Right. I think these devices are helping train us to understand that Absolutely. we can do this. So so do you both of you guys think that this is actually something that's coming in full circle? Because yeah. I believe, you know, at the beginning of time where the pyramids and everything else that how can there be the same exact pyramids? in different locations, built at the same time, but the same aspect, the same idea. Were they consciously connecting with each other, or did the UFO go back and forth and say, hey, build it this way? What do you guys think? Wow. The pyramids. Juicy. Juicy. I love this. Um, I came from there. Did I come from there? Um, You know, are they in space? Where did the Egyptians go? What's going on there? Um, but yeah, it's it's a perfect full circle. It's a good it's a good circle to um, observe because they are built so similarly. These are things that are built on sand and very soft land and ground, and they haven't shifted a sixteenth of a centimeter in <laughs> hundreds of years, thousands of years. Right. And um, it would make sense that something further was tapped into because maybe they don't have the stigma of this privatized information or. Um, when we were talking about earlier how technology doesn't seem to be developing as fast, is that the case? Is it not developing as fast or is it not being released as fast? Because we see um, these older societies that built the pyramids, by God, what knowledge they had. Where did that come from? How did they have this information and where did it go? 
if they had it then, where is it now? Exactly. And so um, I think it's in our genetics. I think it's in our lineage and definitely where we definitely came from. Can. And so it's we're more freely able to tap into that because, again, the invitation is there. We're seeing other people do it first. Right. And that's right. so now, important. That question and this topic is potentially an extremely good example of where we were at then, where we're at now, and you can extrapolate the data from then, and those civilizations are gone. Those civilizations are off-planet. Yeah. And those civilizations are off-planet because of their own inherent natural spiritual power and spiritual technology. And accepting it, that's a huge part, is accepting it because I notice and I walk through life and I observe so many psychics and they come up to me and they talk to me and it takes about 25 seconds for me to realize, oh shoot, they don't know how <laughs> psychic they are. They have no idea. And um, they're so on point. They just haven't been invited to this woo-woo ideology of what is psychic, but Again, um, with the logical side of society, there are institutions and there are um, physicists and a lot of really intelligent people who maybe they've become bored in their studies or they're finally navigating in the Western world to the knowledge that they've had and practiced on the Eastern side of the world for <laughs> a long, long, long time. And um, it's that acceptance of it because we all feel this. We all know this. We're not saying anything new. We're just allowing that space for it to be. Sometimes Antoinette and I will just be being ourselves wherever we're at, and we get so excited because of things like that that come up in conversation. And what I'm referring to is I think that I'm getting muted from a remote location. I think that... Uh, Potentially, I was going to stumble upon something that we may not be ready to discuss yet. I don't know. I just lost that thought completely. That's, I When that happens to me, I always say that. It's, I'm being <laughs> muted from someplace else. It's not my age. Oh, here's what I was <laughs> wanting to just share real briefly. It's super exciting to me that what you bring up, Antoinette, is that the science of where we're at right it's now in, in civilization and culture and yeah. our timeline and in direct parallel with... Um, the golden age of Gaia and what we're talking about as far as where we're at is really catching up. The science is here now so that not only is the information accessible more than ever because of social media and because of the internet and the information superhighway. It's verified. But it is accessible to the skeptics. It's explainable. It's clearly able to be uh, discerned and clarified. And anybody who is ready, anybody who is seeking, and no matter what dialect, no matter what form of communication that feels good to them, we can speak to them in that dialect. We can speak to them and we can give them the information that they seek. And the people who aren't ready yet, it's a beautiful thing, it's all good, it's all love, it's fine. They're not gonna hear that and I appreciate that and I respect that, but you cannot refute the science. And it's just such an exciting time to be alive, especially, you know, Antoinette, you're a lot, Younger than I am in a way. And so... <laughs> my earth suit. The condition of my <laughs> earth suit has fewer years. Yep, I but understand. For me to come from, you know, a place where I can clearly remember the early 80s and the mid 80s and see the contrast to where we are now, I am just lit up. I'm super excited. And I really appreciate that um, we create these spaces together. Absolutely. 
You guys are amazing. I love this. I so love you. Thank I have, you. I have a great, uh, it's really interesting. I got into this conversation about, uh, about to we're in a full circle from all the technology For and sure. everything else. And, and that, and this lady looks at me and she says, where's, where's there all the computers that used to be back then? Where are they? Oh. And so my explanation was, is that it says we didn't need those computers just like what was happening now is we use the computers to a certain point the computers were destroyed before even mankind and so they're already gone they've been gone for a long time even longer than we know we have never found them we will never find them because <laughs> they were gone they're gone. gone they gone what if some of these pyramids and Antoinette said something before about this information, this data is in our genes. We can yeah, access it through oh, the, the DNA mm-hmm. and we can channel that information through the cloud via the coordinates of our DNA <laughs> and all that good stuff. But what if, for example, the Great Pyramid of Giza, let alone the other pyramids Ooh, that are special in... One. Yes, That's is special one. the computer. It yep. is exactly. There's something in there. A quantum computer. Absolutely. That's why I said we'll never find them because that's not what we're looking for. Yep. <laughs> There's something in the face of Giza, by the way. Oh, my ears ooh, started. Really? Um, my ears feel really hot. Like behind my ears is very hot. Uh, there's something in there. And I don't know who's in. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who um, is in charge, so to speak, of uh, what goes on with those pyramids. I feel like uh, they're protected. Right. Or there is like an agency that's keeping or attempting to preserve them. Um, but it's kind of like a Rubik's Cube. I don't think that we've figured out exactly how to flip and turn oh, it absolutely not. to make all the colors come to one side or another. <laughs> but there's something still in there. And I think it's monumental for society. But absolutely. we're not ready to tap into that yet. I'm yeah. ready to experiment with it. And oh, I would exactly. love to invite you, Rod, and Antoinette and I, Let's of go. course. And uh you know, everybody out there that maybe that this is resonating with, to go to the pyramid, I'm seeing us in there, I'm seeing us in a chamber, I'm seeing us at a certain astrological position in time space on this planet inside that chamber in a meditative state and channeling any sort of data that we may feel is um, the thing to do, that we may feel compelled to access. We love to travel. Oh yeah, absolutely. We it's it's such health it's such healthy functionality um, for your brain. It is again with this information that it seems is on a slow funnel to humans, um, and we have the power at our fingertips. I invite you to research, um, Google it. Don't believe anything that anybody says, and verify the sources. Um, and and because we. With this information that's available, traveling and what it can do for the brain, it is such a spiritual experience. Um, And there's been research studies that have been done by Stanford Med and by Yale and by MIT. There's these great studies that show the development of the prefrontal cortex. And there's monks sitting for 15 years at a time trying to grow these parts of their brain through breath and through meditation. And there is an expedited way. There's another way to do this where if you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel right and you don't like your job, um, there are places that you can go inside yourself that will allow this expansion. And then you can allow things to unfold in your life the way that you feel is right versus what you've been told that you're quote unquote supposed to do. Supposed to do. I'm so allergic to supposed to. (laughs) What is supposed to? You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to have this much money by this age. 
You're Bill, supposed to travel to this place by this time. Just do. This holographic computer simulation of matter that some of us <laughs> refer to as life and the manifest world what? is riddled with programs. And it's built on programs. It's a software. And so I think that you're either going to want to run your own programs and get the results that you desire or somebody else is running them for you. And so that's really important to kind of um, right. consider and keep in mind. You know, it, it's it's really funny is that, uh, you know, there's quite an age difference between us, but I feel the exact same way. And the thing is, is that we talked at the beginning here about how the old does no longer work. Nope. It's it's coming the new. It's, uh, you know, like the other the other night I had a, a frequency class here and it's like the lady says, I couldn't make it. I guess it wasn't meant to be. And I looked mm -hmm. at her and I says, you know what? You didn't make the space or the time exactly. to come. Exactly. Don't be using these old time excuses. Yeah. I'm so malleable. I create and make space, which means I can make time because space is time, is sound, exactly. is vibration. I choose. So what other what other things? I mean, it's like it wasn't meant to be. It will be if it will be. You know, <laughs> uh, what are the other sayings? You know, spiritual sayings that we are so used to growing up with and listening to that no longer work. Um, Another one is you have to love yourself before you can love anybody Gosh, else. That's <laughs> so Okay, and so me, I, I get on this high horse about that because if we didn't love ourselves, we'd be dead. For sure. <laughs> so we, with this whole thing about you have to love yourself before you can love anybody else is BS, okay? These old things, old oh. sayings no longer work. You know, it's so interesting. Um, there's something that does work, though. There's something that does work in the sense that... Um, we love ourselves as much as we allow or can believe in love. Right. And um, maybe that's why that's shifting. Because the love, it's inherent. It's a part of us. We have to have it to be alive. Um, however, we can only experience as much of it as we're familiar with. And we're only familiar with, it seems, what we're told it is. And this, again, is a time where people are creating instead of... Um, maybe adhering. Yep. That's yep. great. Beloved Laughter said something about um, these programs, and we've been yeah. programmed for this. We've been old programmed for this in, in every, every which way, shape, form, from mm -hmm. belief systems that we grew up with to our family saying that this is what you have to do in your lifetime, like you just said. And the thing is, is that... Uh, well, that noise you just heard was uh, a hamburger. I have a love-hate relationship with this bright red microphone. She doesn't like this fuzzy <laughs> microphone. It's, it's, Cindy's, it's Cindy's. I'm a space cadet. I'm just looking everywhere. Absolutely. My head's turning. And That's fine. That's a, she's not always great. used to the physical realm. Absolutely. She's no. so well. She's doing well. I'm very proud of her that she has actually sat still this long. It's not <laughs> so, always easy. <laughs> so anyway, but this programming that we go through and everything else about the, you, you guys just have both said it and everything else is that you know we have to love ourselves we have to do this and everything else imagine this what's happening now is this change is that what if we start treating everybody like we treat ourselves yeah mm. that's i love it and and uh, at this point with our concepts and practicing love and at we've been in the realm of psychology since oh well i mean freud came around in the late 19th century, but really we didn't have counselors, we didn't have psychologists the way that we do now until probably the 60s and the 70s. And so I guess what I'm really trying to get at 
is unity consciousness. Yeah. Unity consciousness. Woo-hoo. There you go, right there on the nose. I yeah. love that. Unity consciousness. It's um, like those spiritual sayings that were great service to kind of point us in the right direction back in the late 80s and in the early 90s when we were really kicking off the New Age movement. They served a purpose, but I feel like what we're talking about, Rod, now is is that it's time to take it to the next level. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a question for you, Rod. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, you said, what if we love others like we love ourselves? No, what if we treated what others? What if we, we treat others? Ha, it's so funny. What if we treat others <laughs> like we treat ourselves? Um, what Do you ever come into the conundrum the funny little happening of treating yourself um, as the divinity that you are mm-hmm. and treating others as the divinity that they are. Absolutely. However, it becomes misunderstood because of a capacity. Uh, and, you know, I deal with this <laughs> oh so often, oh so often. And um, the easiest way to help other people relate and come into what I'm saying if it was not understood by what I just said is that it's extremely easy as a otherworldly being to be misunderstood while all the while <laughs> intention is fantastic and it's great and you're treating others how you treat yourself and you treat yourself from this high place of love right. and excitement and curiosity. Absolutely. What 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 do you do when um, that's not being absorbed by the party that you're sharing that with? Bingo. <laughs> this is Beloved Laughter said this and that. He says that people aren't going to hear it. Mm-hmm. People aren't hearing what they need to hear. Darn. So it's, but, <laughs> but imagine, okay, so I'm having a bad day, okay? And and I if I went out and I treated people like how I treat myself, it's like, I, oh my gosh, you I, you look fat today. <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? Oh my gosh, that, don't smile that way because that looks creepy. <laughs> All of a you sudden, know. you know, Imagine that we're we're creating this aspect, and that we start thinking about that. If every day we said, "I'm going to treat everybody like I treat myself," and that, and then, you know, you look a little bloated by the way. Okay, <laughs> so too much salt. Too much salt. Too yes. much salt. <laughs> but but people aren't hearing this. But the but the people hear what they want to hear sometimes. Oh, and it's like it's like you know it's like you're beautiful, honey. You're a beautiful soul. I I, I love you and everything else, and that. And sometimes somebody's going to hear, I want to take you to the bed and I want right. to kiss you and I want to hold you. And it's Ooh. like, I didn't say that. <laughs> it's a huge theme in my life. I'm in love for no reason and all reasons at the same time. And people are like, oh, yum, that loves for me. That's mine. It's only mine. Happens Everybody see the, the way that Antoinette loves me. And I'm like, uh-oh, uh, <laughs> not what I was putting out there. Exactly. But it's all love. Well, you have to have a label. To have ah. a situation, and that's what people are only hearing. That's why the old does not work anymore. It doesn't work because we don't see that. Mm-mm. We don't see the labels. We don't see the things. We, uh, you know, uh, are you married? Are you guys sleeping together? What's going on? You yeah, know, right? it's like it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It none of that matters. We're together. We're having fun. We enjoy what we being together. Now, on the subject of treating everybody like we treat okay. ourselves, what if we preferred other people that were around us? And we treated them with that preference. Could that invoke some sort of stimulation in a positive Give me an example, Annie. Um, So you can say love thy neighbor or you can say prefer thy neighbor. And though they sound similar and they may be quite uh, within the same realm, there are these minute differences 
where if you prefer chocolate ice cream over vanilla ice cream, but you like ice cream in general, it doesn't matter which one you have, you're going to be content. How much more contented are you or how excited are you when you have your preference? How exciting would it be to be around humans that we all preferred or we looked at each human with a sense of preference that you prefer all of the things that they are? We create our community. Yeah, that's how we do it. Exactly. We just create our community. And we mm-hmm. have. That's what you guys are doing. That's where you guys are headed for. And that cool. We create that community. Like energy attracts like energy. Mm-hmm. And so as like energy starts attracting that, we're going to attract the preferred. Yes. And, and it's sad to say that some people don't get that because they think, okay, that's judgmental. Sure. You're being judgmental and you're leaving me out. No. Or, <laughs> or are you honoring where your energy is and accepting, oh, nice, nice. accepting the things that come to you and say, it's not these other things that I don't like that are coming to me or I'm not being judgmental because I like something or I don't like something. There are some things that serve me value and there are some things that at this point in time do not serve me value. Yep. It's not selfish to live in a realm where the things around you are the things that you prefer. Right, it's not absolutely. selfish. Do you like my... I have a dingleberry effect. <laughs> <laughs> now, dingleberry does, is not the way people think it is because everybody... I found out later after <laughs> I've been explaining this for years about the dingleberry effect. Dingleberries in where I grew up was are always the first part of the fruit that falls to the ground, fertilizes the ground to help the tree grow and create a better fruit. Yes. Okay? Mm. That's the dingleberry effect. Yes. And my thought process has always been that we have that around us. We have dingleberries around us. People that fall away help fertilize us because we learn something from them and help us grow for the next fruit. Absolutely. Exactly. So those are the preferred fruit. Sure. Now, (laughs) if we can tie that back in, which is so very possible, um, to what we were saying before when we're talking about these things of the past, these statements, these cliches that no longer serve value, um, there's an image or a preconception or quote unquote, the American dream from several decades ago where you get a job, you get a house, you have the white picket fence, you got a dog, you get, you make a couple kids and this is the way it's supposed to be. And by 20, you're supposed to be here. By 30, you're supposed to be here. By 40, you're supposed to be here. And look what we see the millennials doing, breaking all these industries. Absolutely. They're breaking them all. Breaking them all. And it's just an invitation, again, to um, allow, to truly allow that every path is not the same for right. every human. Right. And that's okay. No, okay, and I don't really like the word millennials. Because oh, sure. No, it's, it's a label, isn't it? It's a, it's a label, yep. but it's it's... They're only putting the people that were born in 2000. Oh, I yeah. think the millennials are like some of them are between or oh. like this this group is uh, a generation. It's like a generation and a half. Absolutely. It's like yep. There's people in their early to mid 30s that are a part of this, oh, too. And yeah. they came here Barely. a little bit earlier. Are you saying mid 30s? I'm in my mid 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I'm part of this. I'm, I'm, you, I'm hip. Yes. Oh, yeah. And um, you're the first of wave of it coming in. And so you didn't come in with this um, with this group. Much no, like yourself, you've kind not. of been a little bit isolated there. Yep. And there's there are other archetypes as you are in your age group, but they're just more spread out because um, us younger people or middle-aged people, like we need guidance and we need teachers. We can't just... Right. We don't know how to just pull this information down right. from the cloud. And other people have experience behind them in right. life that can ha- kind of guide us through that. And, and I have to totally 100% agree with that is that 
the age is, of this has changed. Now, yeah. we used to be, we'd have a Reiki class. You know, we'd be teaching the masters the master way and everything else. And that, that's no longer effective either. Cool. Because the foundation of Reiki is perfect. It's great. It's one of the best foundations out there in that. But some of the people that already know this stuff, they just have to be awakened to it. And so you have to look at Reiki is no longer the same way it are, can be taught the same way. Wow. Nothing can be taught the way it used to be taught. It has to be shown and felt. And now Reiki used to be words and symbols and, and idealisms and things you have to say and blah, 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 and everything else. That That's no longer it. You have to feel this. You have to really feel this. And that's what this day and age is, is that, that connection, that reconnection, the connection of spirits amongst everybody here. The passion. The passion. It's exactly. super important. Absolutely. If you're going to look at Reiki and you look at it just as words or a symbol and this, I'm a Reiki master, I am this, that. No, that doesn't work anymore. You have to show it. You have to feel it. person has to feel it. And that's what this new teaching is about. Everything that comes out is going to be have to be felt, not taught. And, and teaching is going to be different. I always love the saying that a teacher never reteaches something. They just shine the student. And I've always loved powerful. that. It is powerful. Because all you do is you take somebody and bring out their gifts in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that's what the new teaching, this is what the new idealism is going to be with you guys that because we take something and we grow it and we make it bigger than we ever have before than what's inside you. It's like, you know, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I could do this. Yes. It's exactly. the story of the sculptor. Exactly. He, lo he looks at this giant piece of marble and somebody walks by and says wow how did you make that extraordinary manna there look what you carved look what you did and it's like wait a second the sculptor says it was in there the whole time i just let him out right and uh yeah that's powerful antoinette and i are, are both shamans we're both healers and that can get a little bit ambiguous at this particular point in the game so you know i've, I've tried to clarify and I like to uh, sometimes identify as, as a quantum consciousness envoy to manifest world beings. And what I mean by that is that what, you're, what, what we're talking about and, and the healing modalities the, is letting people know that um, they are consciousness. They are energy and, letting, and showing them how. And letting, creating a space, helping them create a space that they may tap into their own power to heal themselves. So we heal no one and, and we cure no one. Absolutely. But we channel the dimensions and we create, we help hold their hand into dissolving egos and dissolving boundaries, dissolving separations and individualities and letting people know that we are one with complete and total health. Yes, could we uh, talk about ego for a little bit? Um, we could just, we have like two minutes to talk oh, about Oh, sure. That. Okay, great. It'll be <laughs> real right. quick. Sorry, um, just, just a little invitation Absolutely. for other people to allow something new. Um, we hear ego and um, instantly so many people are going to think egotistical. That's what they're talking about, the ego. Somebody being full of pride and all pompous. What if ego is just the identification of the self and there is only unity consciousness? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Love. Yep. 
they have to have yin and yang. You know that. Yeah, the dingleberry yeah. effect. The that's dingleberry, the dingleberry effect. effect. Exactly the dingleberry effect. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's my new book. My new book's going to be the dingleberry effect. <laughs> oh, um, I'm there. I am on it. Well, I, I, my last book, and I'm not, don't mean to plug my book in your guys' thing, was the the seven year cycle of the chakras, and that. And I wrote in there is that the ego is the force behind our chakras. Oh. Hmm. Nice. It is, and it's it's part of it that. Is, you yeah. guys, you guys didn't read my book, obviously. Um, you know, we're we're a little bit inundated, but it's on our list, absolutely. <laughs> Putting it on the reading list lying. right now. <laughs> I didn't know about the book. I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't I had know. A book. Right. I didn't know. But think about this in the process that every year, seven years, our we work on a new cycle, on a Whoa. new chakra, and that's my whole book's about that. About from zero to seven years old, we're working on our base chakra. Uh-huh. But you guys understand now, things are changing so much that some people are at the point that their base chakra is now their crown chakra. And why? Wow, yeah. I know. And there's changes in that. Is now, you think about this is where are they getting their energy from? It's like it's conscious collective, it's from everywhere. The script it's, is flipped. The script is flipped. The quantum leap is faster than the speed of light, and we're at quantum yeah. communication speeds right now. Oh, absolutely. It's influencing, exa- it's, it's the influence of what you're saying, I suspect. Yep, yep, is yep. it the mirrored expansion of the Earth at this point in time, or excuse me, the universe at this pr- point in time? The universe is exponentially unfolding, and this is verified by science right absolutely, now. It's yes. creating itself faster than it's ever been creating itself before. Absolutely. And we are that. We are no. cosmic stardust. Oh my gosh, we are, aren't we? <laughs> Sparkles. <laughs> sparkles. <laughs> you know, that's Cindy's nickname is Sparkles. Stop. So. Oh, my gosh. Yay. <laughs> I love it. Cindy, we miss you, we Cindy. We miss you, Cindy. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> she had She had to come in, and I knew she was going to come yep, in for this podcast. Here. Absolutely. So we're going to have to start wrapping this up and everything else, but I know it's been so much fun. That was man. so much fun. Yeah. This is so much fun. Yeah, um, I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. So where can the beloved laughter, where, where the, can somebody find you? If they wanted to get a hold of you. Oh, you and know. What do you, and what do you do, actually? You're just a man of all things, aren't you? Well, we I do have a very sharp focus. And uh, we're closing out on a, on a very specific phase of uh, preparing, prep, prepare, <laughs> pre- preliminary things <laughs> that have built a foundation for our next launch. Um, right now, I'm not at liberty to go into very specific detail, but it's coming extremely soon. And by the end of the summer, we're going to have some very exciting programs that are going to speak to the masses. So I would love to be found. I invite everybody who is hearing these words, who is feeling this in their heart to simply find me on Facebook at Beloved Laughter. There's only two of them on there. You'll know which one it is when you see me. You'll know which one it is when you feel me. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Not hard to find him, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it, it'd be fun. It's going to be fun to watch this un, un, untail and, and unfold as in your life and that. And I love how you got tongue twisted with that because that means <laughs> that means that, that spirit and, and, and physical is trying to talk at the same time. Or it's a rented tongue. You forgot the last payment. <laughs> so it's either or, you know. Either or, but I think it is. I think there's excitement and passion within that, and I think that's beautiful. Man, you got thank some, you. You got some great stuff coming. I know you can't share and everything else, but I, I'm excited to, to watch this unfold. Man. Uh, I'm excited to collaborate with um, the community and just uh, right. I'm. It's not about any one individual agenda. It's about the ultimate agenda at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely, and. You know, I'm here. You need anything? Oh, I know. I love you so much, I Rod. love you Thank too, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'd love to be of service with you. Absolutely. Anything we could do together, I'd love to do it. That uh, little hamburger woman. 
<laughs> I'm going to start calling her Slider. <laughs> Slider. All right. That sounds fun. It's slippery. You sounds little veggie right. burger. No, it's because yeah. it's a little burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. You got it. Sure. Okay, or White Castle. I take it and I run with it. Call you White Castle. <laughs> Ooh, Royal. Royal, there you go. Royalty. Royal. So what do you do and how can they find you? Um, right now, the best way to get in touch is also going to be Facebook. I'm going to be opening up um, some more communication and everything will be reachable through um, my Facebook profile. And it is the first three letters of my first name, the first three letters of my last name. So um, you can find me under Ant, A-N-T, Hem, Hem, H-E-M. <laughs> it's funny. Your short name is the first letter of your first name and the first three letters of your last name. And my short name's <clears throat> So, um, but you can find me under Aunt Hem on Facebook. Um, and soon I am going to uh, assist in uh, website development or um, the uh, website is coming to play with my friend James Burden. And uh, he's over in New Zealand. Uh, he's going to be going over to Australia pretty soon, but I'm getting him over here to the States. And so that's developing over these next few months here, probably the next six. But um, everything's reachable through my Facebook. Antoinette's nice. done such a good job at uh, global reconnaissance on behalf of the movement. And I'm, she's a great <laughs> asset. She's Absolutely. a great asset. All shiny humans hop onto my Facebook page. I've been collecting you all for the last five or six <laughs> years. And I know you know in your hearts why, because I know where you want to live and I know what you want to do. And I know the safe food that you're interested in growing and the classes that you'd love to have with each other and the sound healings. And I'm, I'm letting you know that that space is being created. So um, come hop on board. All you shiny humans, doesn't matter where in the world you are, I'll get you here. She knows when you've been sleeping. She knows <laughs> when good or bad. So for goodness sakes, be good to Aunt Gifts Hem. for everybody. Yes. <laughs> you guys are amazing. I love this. It's, I don't even want to so end. Much fun. I don't want to even end this, this but fun. we're, we're going to have to. And Annette. I sat in one spot for 50 minutes. I'm excited to, to I, listen to the other the next upcoming guest. Oh, yeah. We have oh, some yeah. really great upcoming guests in that because uh, we're doing a marathon today of them. Yes. But you guys are amazing. Um, we're going to. It's Everything Just Rocks. My friend Athena owns this place in Tempe. You guys, this is an amazing place. You got to come and check it out. Um, she lets us do this for free here. So I just have to mention her name. That's all. That's all she it's does. extraordinary. Oh, it is. It's just beautiful. Man. A lot of shiny rocks here. Holy smokes. He say, I'm just going to go run in for five minutes. I know exactly the stone I'm going to get. And then <laughs> you just la, 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 la. It's um, fantastic energy here. So um, give yourself an extra 45 minute window <laughs> from the amount of time that you thought you'd spend here. No and joke. just allow. No joke. Just let it be. Absolutely. And uh, I, this is beautiful. I'm, um, thank you very much, you guys. Thank you. you guys got a lot of great stuff coming for you guys. Whoa. I see it. I feel it. It's like I, I can't be wait to watch it and you know, hopefully be part of a lot of this stuff. Oh, uh, most definitely. I, I want you guys to be my guest again. This was so yes. much fun. We had we had a blast of that. And we did have a crowd. Uh, they looked over and saw, I think Athena put up a sale sign on one of the rocks and they the crowd laughed. It was funny. <laughs> Look at they get left coffee in their stuff here. It's funny. Shiny. Shiny. It's <laughs> the shiny. All right. On behalf of myself and Cindy, who I wish she was here, and, and God bless her and that and, and her beautiful travels and journeys that she is. Um, guys, thank you very much again. And uh, God all. bless you guys. Yeah, thank bless you, you brother. Namaste. Bless you, family. Yep. yep. You are you are loved and I am blessed. Oh. You guys have a great day.